Acts 11.24 says, For he, meaning Barnabas, was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. Hello and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast Faith Bible Church. I'm one of the pastors here, Bryce Beal. Today I have the privilege of having with me not another pastor, but actually a deacon, Jeff Snyder. Jeff, thanks for being on today. Well, thank you for having me here. Now, people listening are doubly privileged because I'm trying to remember the order we released these in, but I think maybe even last week they would have had Kathy, your wife, on. It was. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So now they get you. Wow. How good. Well, we are today talking about what it means to be filled with the Spirit. This whole quarter, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and this is an idea that can get really confusing, and some people are rather confused about So we brought Jeff in to clear that up for us. (laughs) I'm ready for that clarity myself. But before we get started, I think most people listening to this know who you are because you get around. Everybody sees you. You're painting curbs. You're clearing ice. You're fixing things. You're doing a lot of stuff. But um, for those who don't, I thought we'd get started just like we did with Kathy. Uh, Jeff, how did you come to know Christ? And then how did you end up at Faith Bible Church? Okay, yeah. Um, so I didn't grow up in a Christian household, didn't have any Christian back, background at all. Um, Kathy and I were married, and we were uh, invited to church by a couple to an Easter service. And so we attended that and um, enjoyed that, liked that. So we started attending that church. I can remember back when I was in one of the you know the services, I wasn't a believer in God. And I was like, God, I, I don't think that you're really there. I don't know that if you're really there, but um, if you are there, let me know. Uh, I, could, I just remember having like this wall around my heart that um, just felt like I, I couldn't get past to believe in, uh, that there was a God. Um, so in God's sovereignty, he didn't break that wall down right then because right then I was just asking. I wasn't really doing anything, seeking after him at all. But it wasn't long after that in one of the um, sermons I heard which whether he said this before or not, the pastor said, you know, we should probably be reading our Bible every day. And so I heard it that day and I leaned over to Kathy and I, I told her, you know, I'm going to get a, I'm going to go out and buy a small Bible that I can take to work and I can start reading on my break times, you know, 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there every day. So Kathy, who was a believer at that time, was very happy to believe this. So I didn't procrastinate. She went out that next day. She was off work that day. We both worked at the post office at that time. She was off the next day, and she bought one and brought it out to my route. So I made sure that I had it that day to start reading. So um, I started in Ephesians. That's where we were in the sermon at that time at the, uh, the, at the other church, the sermon series. And so I started in Ephesians, read through Ephesians, all the way through Revelations, came back and started in Matthew and the Gospels, and I just remember when I came to John chapter 3, um, as I was reading through that, I, I knew and understood that I, I needed to be born again, and um, that I was not a believer at that time, and, and, and that I was under God's wrath. So I asked for forgiveness of my sins, um, and I knew and understood that Jesus had paid the, paid the penalty that I couldn't pay. So yeah, I trusted in Jesus Christ fully for, um, for my salvation, and I'm thankful and grateful that he did that for me. And I just remember that that you know that chapter John three was just very very um, encouraging to me and definitely at that time God was gracious and broke down that wall that was around my heart and allowed me to see the truth for the first time and I can remember coming to the end of that chapter John three thirty six where it talks about um, that whoever believes in the Son um, has eternal life but whoever rejects the Son will not see life for God's wrath remains on him and I just knew that that did no longer apply to me so. Um, there was just such a joy in that, that last part. And so, yeah, I, I, I came to faith and just basically by reading God's word 10 minutes a day, um, 
pretty much every day, not every day, of course. And God was merciful, kind to me, opened my heart um, to receive that and believe. And, and I, as I look back to that, I, I've memorized a verse that sort of helps me remember that time. And that's John five twenty four, And it's Jesus. And he says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life. You know, he does not come under judgment. He has passed from death to life. So I was, uh, I just remembered that as I was reading God's word, hearing those words, I was believing them for the first time. And, and you know, I think the key was is I wasn't just reading the, the Bible. I was actually seeking out, out what was true and what wasn't true. And God mercif- mercifully la- allowed me to um, to know that truth and very thankful and grateful for that. What did, uh, if I could interpose, mm-hmm. Kathy, how did she feel when she found that you had come to know Christ very, <laughs> very joyful. Yeah, there was sure. definitely tears of joy there. Yes, um, I, I didn't. I don't remember exactly how I let her know, but the right when I it wasn't too long after I read through John and I came to faith that our church that church actually had sent out that they were having an end of year baptism service, and so I signed up for that without telling her at first, <laughs> and then I broke it to her later, and that was when you know, she really was uh, very joyful and. Um, tears were flowing for sure. That's very neat. Now, <laughs> Thankful for her, for sure. Now, this was a question I forgot to ask Kathy last week, so I'll just ask it to you, which is, how did you both then end up here at Faith Bible Church? Okay, that's a, that's a great question. At the time, that this other church, we were actually going, going to, uh, Mike and Zane Melvin were there, and that's where we met them, that's where Zach met, met Noah, and they had left, I can't remember how much earlier, but they had kept in, uh, inviting us to to come here and just to just to hear a sermon and so at the time we were sort of in uh, pretty much invested in the children's ministry there and had some other things that we were doing we weren't really sure that we wanted to leave so i i'm not sure how long it took but there was a, a time when we finally just said you know we don't feel like we were growing and, and kathy had, at that time had said you know i think we even need we need discipline i'm not sure either one of us understood what discipline even meant at that time um, but so we finally took them up on their offer and we came um, one Sunday and be this what it may, the title of Ernie's sermon that week was discipline. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> For God's um, providence, yeah. sovereignty, providence, intervention. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're just thankful and grateful for those type of things. So we were very just um, drawn by the teaching and the preaching uh, that weekend and knew this is where we probably should be. And that was probably, um, that was early 2006. Um, so it took us a little while to get out of some of the commitments that we had at the other church. We wanted to make sure that we fulfilled teaching for the quarter and that kind of stuff. And so it was, uh, I think it was the late summer of 2006 when we finally started coming here regularly and became members of, of Faith Bible. Very neat. Which is around, I think, the time I started coming here too. So we've been here since about that time. Yeah. And we're just very thankful for this church. You know, we'd never heard words like expository preaching. I mean, you could actually do a whole sermon in one or two with just going over one or two verses. How's that work? <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> yeah, but it was, that was encouraging. Definitely very helpful to hear God's word taught that way. You know, terms like high view of God, high view of scripture. These are things that we never had heard before. But um, And we also definitely, I'm not like I said before, I wasn't sure if that pastor had ever really said you should be reading your Bible every day. I don't re- remember that, but... Here at Faith Bible, is pretty much every time somebody was in the pulpit, there was, you need to be reading your, your Bible every day, because this is what it tells you to do. Yeah. Well, so, when you put Bible in the title of the church. <laughs> you, yes, for sure. Yeah. If we ever become Faith Church and not Faith Bible Church, leave. It's no good. Well, uh, part of the reason I wanted to have you on here, Jeff, besides the fact that we had Kathy on here, it's just good to get you as well, 
and I do like people to know. I mean, we have three deacons at Faith Bible Church. Maybe not everybody's aware of that, but you deacons serve such an important role here. For example, this week, actually right now as we speak, it's very cold in here. <laughs> Extra challenge for you, Jeff. We made it super cold in my office, but that's because it's so cold outside, and we were just talking about how our parking lot was a sheet of ice this week, literally. Like more than we've ever seen. Yes. Just a straight sheet of ice, and it's not anymore. Partly because the weather's improving, but a large part because of you making that not be a sheet of ice for us. So we appreciate our deacons a lot. We would, the rest of us wouldn't be able to do what we're doing if you weren't doing what you're doing, a lot of the practical things around the church. But also, uh, it seems fitting to have you on here because. I don't know that I mention him in here, but I think of Stephen, who was one of the very first deacons in Acts chapter mm. 6. They appointed deacons, and Stephen was one of the first ones. And I should have brought that quote, but I think it says he was full of the Spirit. Mm. Filled with the Spirit, he looked up and said, I see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so you are someone that I consider as filled with the Spirit. And so that's what we're talking about today, what that means. I've got just a few things to say preliminarily to say ahead of time about what we're talking about, being filled with the Spirit, and then I just have some questions for you, Jeff, to, okay. to answer for us. Sure. The first thing I want to say is when we talk about being filled with the Spirit, just looking at the New Testament, there is a sense in which every believer is filled with the Spirit. Maybe we should use the word every believer has the Holy Spirit. One passage I've memorized with a group of guys recently is Romans 8, 9. And it says, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who doesn't have the spirit of Christ doesn't belong to him. So this is basic requirement. If you're a believer, you have the spirit dwelling inside you. So whatever filled with the spirit means, uh, as we'll see, it's, it's not that there are some believers who don't have the spirit and then other believers have the spirit. Every believer has the Holy Spirit inside him or her. But when we use the term filled with the Spirit, we say that because in the New Testament, there are some people uniquely described as filled with the Spirit, above and beyond just having the Spirit. One example I quoted at the start of this was Barnabas. He was, quote, a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And I don't know that Luke, who's writing that, would have said that about everybody equally, you know. I think that was something, it was supposed to convey something about the nature of Barnabas, that he was full of the Holy Spirit. In the earlier church, just like you find in the Old Testament, some believers get filled with the Spirit at specific times for specific tasks. So Acts 4.8, you have Peter, he's going to preach at Pentecost, and it says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, So Peter had the Holy Spirit, I think even during Jesus' ministry, but something unique happened there. He was filled with the Holy Spirit so that he could preach this great sermon. At the end of Acts 4, the whole church gathered together, they pray, and it says, when they prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. And then finally, in Ephesians 5.18, we're commanded to be filled with the Spirit, which if being filled with the Spirit's the same as just having the Spirit, then that's a command we don't have to do anything about because mm. we already have the Spirit. It says, don't get drunk with wine, that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. 
and some take that to mean be filled by the Spirit. That's possible. I do think probably it's with. Just like you would be drunk with wine. You'd have the wine in you and be drunk. Here, being filled with the Spirit. I think that's the same idea. So, the Bible has a category beyond just having the Spirit that is called being filled with the Spirit. So now to the questions, Jeff. (laughs) The first one is, can you think of anyone you would say is filled with the Spirit? And then what about that person makes you believe that they're full of the Spirit? Yes. um, So you brought up earlier Acts 11 and, and Barnabas and his name, correct me if I'm wrong, is Son of Encouragement. Yeah. That's right. So I really... I'm taken by people that are very encouraging. I'm really, I really see that as somebody that's being very helpful and seeing other people's needs and putting them before their own. So when I think of someone like that, I think of like um, Carol Wells and even John when he was with us, you know, very um, encouraging, spiritually minded. Um, they're kind. They're great listeners, always listening to what you had to say and, and um, just always Christ exalting. And when you left their company, it was, you always felt like, man, that was good. That was something that, that, that was definitely worthwhile. And I, I think that also, I, I couldn't just stop with one. I, this isn't going to be like a great big list. You're already go, on two. So I, I, guess I the third one. Forever. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the next one is, is actually you, Pastor Bryce. You're, I think you, of course. I paid a, him to say that. <laughs> uniquely gifted <laughs> to teach God's word and just thankful for your heart to see our brothers and sisters here at Faith Bible to, to grow in Christ's likeness. And you also are a great encourager. Uh, uh, Kathy and I both agree that whenever we have text messages back and forth or emails back and forth, we always feel very encouraged at the end of that, and it's just that we're thankful for that also. And it, uh, this list keeps going, right? So um, i got a couple more men that since I've been um, retired that I get to spend a little bit more time with, and, and that's Nate Van Cleave, who's um, our small group leader, and Jimmy Snepp, who leads the Thursday morning men's Bible study, 615 Library here at the church. Be there. Shameless <laughs> plug. But, um, yeah, both of these guys, they're just just—they're spiritually minded. They're very intentional in how they talk and how they teach and lead discussions and um, directing us to the importance of God's Word and how to, to, to become more Christ-like and to grow in those ways. So I'm very thankful for their men and their leadership and how they just um, direct us towards being more, more like Jesus each and every day. And, I, and I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention my wife, Kathy, because... She's gifted in many ways, but there's never, I've never met anybody that's as uniquely gifted in seeing ways to serve others. She just she has eyes to see those things that I don't, so I'm thankful that she's a part of me so I can be helpful in those areas, but she just sees it um, before I do. So I just think in all these different areas, it's just you see in somebody when it's less about themselves and more about how they can be helpful to others. It's encouragement, but there's also other, they're intentional about their, their speaking and um, always spiritually minded and just be ready to help and to, to give a, a word of encouragement all the time. And so, you know, those are just a few of the, the names that I definitely feel that are filled with the spirit or definitely I see the spirit working in. It's almost like when you see someone who is more than you would think they could be, you know, someone who's more outward, more encouraging, you know, I'm sure everyone has troubles in their own life, but there are some people who have a level of maturity where they're very outward, they're out there encouraging others, supporting others, and you think, how do you do that? <laughs> how do I get that? That is for sure, because I, I need all these things. I just like mentioned, I need to grow in all these areas, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I think that's the idea of filled with the Spirit. Filled has the idea of an abundance, and then Spirit means it's not me, you know, it's not a... 
any of the people you sure. mentioned in themselves, but but you do see that in them because the spirit is so it's they're so full with the spirit that those are the consequences. I want to ask you too, Jeff, follow up to that. Should we expect that the Holy Spirit will fill us and empower us for specific tasks today, just like we saw he did in the early church? So for example, if I'm planning to share the gospel with a coworker, or if I'm going to be teaching a Sunday school class, should I have prayers and expectation that I will be filled with the Holy Spirit to do that? Um, for sure, and thankfully, for, for sure. So, yes, I'll use your first example of like sharing the gospel. Um, you know, why we should be ready to always to be um, ready to give the reason for the hope that we have in an understandable and clear way. It's God's words that we're giving to them. We're you know, we're, we're um, going through the gospel and, and just showing them um, how they're where they are now. They're under the wrath of God, and this is what they need to do to not be under that wrath. So yeah, we should be ready to give the gospel in an understandable way, but we aren't the one who changes hearts. That's the, it's the Holy Spirit that empowers us to do that or it empowers the person that's hearing those things when you're giving that gospel to, to have a heart that has changed. Titus 3, 5, you know, talks about that God saved us not by works we done, done by us in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the spirit. So it's not how good our preparation is, but we are to be prepared to do that. It's the Holy Spirit that regenerates and renews hearts. And I, I also mentioned that um, how in John 3, it was so instrumental in my salvation. And John 3, 5 speaks about how no one can enter the kingdom unless he is born of water and the Spirit, uh, capital S Spirit. So, yes, so yeah, today for sure is the power of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to give the gospel, to teach Sunday school lessons. Um, the Holy Spirit does the work, but we are responsible to be prepared to do those um, the things that He calls us to do. Um, also, it's in Second Peter one at the end of that chapter. It talks about how um, men spoke as they were carried along by the Spirit. So the words that we are reading are words that are um, given to us by the Spirit through these men that wrote the different parts of the Bible. And those are the words that we're using to give the gospel. Those are the words that we're using to teach our Sunday school class. So, yeah, the, the Spirit definitely is working, can empower us to do the things that we are, we need to do today. It reminds me of, they said, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard it said that when Charles Spurgeon would go up to his pulpit to preach, the thing he would repeat to himself as he's walking up, is I believe in the Holy Spirit, I believe in the Holy Spirit, mm. I believe in the Holy Spirit, because of the sense of needing to be filled with the Spirit in preaching. But to your point, that applies very well in anything we're doing, sharing the gospel, sure. yeah. Sunday school, anything. Mm -hmm. As a final question here for you, Jeff, as we wrap up, if someone listening to this really wants to be filled with the Spirit, like Barnabas was, what would you counsel them to do? So the last word in that question was do. So <laughs> we can't just sit there and by osmosis hope that something happens to us, right? So we have to um, do something. And so it's just you know, praying for the Holy Spirit to help us, to help us to, as we're reading God's word, to apply those things to our lives, as we meditate on that word, to see him, him more clearly in our, in our Bible, have Bible studies, interacting with other believers as we sharpen each other and, um, and, and see how better to walk in a way that would be pleasing to God. Galatians 5 also gives us a, a list of a list of two two ways to be filled by something one is that we can have our mind on the world we could be filled by the acts of the sinful nature or we can bring glory to god by being filled by the fruits of the holy spirit so i would say the, the main thing that we are to do is to be obedient to god's commands and through that the holy spirit works in us and makes us more fruitful 
this is just something I'd read in a, in a study Bible one time that I had written down and, and thought that was very helpful. It, was, it says that humans become like what they adore. The Holy Spirit works to foster adoration of Christ so that people will become like him. Thus, sanctification flows from adoration, and both are accomplished by the Spirit in the believer's life. I know that's a little bit of a mouthful, so a couple days ago, as I was going through a book um, with a guy here at church, R.C. Sproul's Chosen by God, um, he put it more this way, a little bit easier to understand. He said, "If, if you find a man's treasure map, you have the highway to his heart. So what I get from that is where your heart is, where your treasure is, is what you will be filled by. So... Let's be filled by the fruits of the Spirit. Let's strive after that. Well said. Thank you, Jeff, so much for coming on here. And I do think even your speaking here is just one more example of the Spirit working through you to encourage and help people. I mean, all of the... I do think that every time I drive up here, you guys painted those curbs yellow at one point. And I remember, I think I drove by while you were doing it. Mm. And I just think there's so many things that you do here at this church to serve other people that we benefit from all the time. And... Based on what you're saying here, I know it's the activity of the Holy Spirit in you, blessing and benefiting all of us, like mm-hmm. a holy ab who was given skill to build the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. That's how I think about you here at Faith Bible Church. Thank you. And just on that note, um, I, I left out two guys also, and that would be um, David Adams and Josh Beer, who are the other deacons, and they have a heart to serve also, and, and, and always ready to pitch in and um, have eyes to see other ways to serve others also. So those guys have also been just a blessing to, to work with, and we're all three of us are just thankful to be able to help. I'm thankful for those two also. As are we. You know, someone listening to this podcast, it might be that they are have their feet in the mud trying to move forward right now, maybe in fighting some sin or in growing or being outward, and they're just really struggling, and they just think, well, this is the Christian life. We don't really grow much. Or there may be others who just have not given much thought to being filled with the Holy Spirit, just assumed, I'm already filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. These may be things we thought in the past, but may God help us all now by His grace to think this way. 